What's up, guys? Thanks for joining us here on the All Sports Best Podcast. We've got plenty for you. We're talking fight night, UFC, Conor McGregor taking on Dustin Poirier. Steph Curry is doing it big this season and showing us why he is a superstar the way that he is. Colin Sexton came out and did some real work against the Brooklyn Nets that we were surprised by. We got questions about that. And then we've got the Dodgers versus the entire world. Everybody's gearing up but the Dodgers right now. And is it going to be enough? We're going to find out soon. So let's get into it. Welcome to the All Sports Best Podcast. Turn up the volume because it's time for your favorite sports show. Your one-stop shop for sports talk. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Sports Best, the podcast. Glad to be able to do an original here. I'm Trey alongside Ruben. It's always nice to have you on the podcast and be able to just kind of share some of these stories and, and get some of your opinions on some of the things going on in sports right now. How's everything going? And welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's going great. Things are busy, but you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. There's a guy that I didn't even know his nickname was this. Have you ever heard... Uh, a UFC fighter that went by the nickname Mystic Mac. No, I never heard of that. Apparently, that's Conor McGregor's official nickname. I didn't know that. Uh, you would think it's something else like Psychopath or something like that, but it's not the case. Conor McGregor, 22-4-0 and is his record. Dustin Poirier, 26-6-0. and so, so we're talking about some really good fighters. And they're taking each other on. And it's, it's exciting because I think that uh what'd you say Dustin Poirier was one of his first fights when he didn't even have the chest tattoo he was like brand new to the scene yeah it was real early in their careers both of them so this is going to be a totally different fight I feel like McGregor now is just like such an aggressive fighter that um, I think he's gonna do some damage to this other guy but looking at the tail of the tape they're the same age the same height five foot eight they're 155 Mm. pounds each and the only thing McGregor has over him is the two each, two inch reach advantage, and okay. he's a psychopath. So this, yeah, he, his mind is is elsewhere. But uh, one of the things that's definitely taken my interest, and I don't know if this is a marketing strategy because Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather, like these guys know how to market their stuff. They want you to watch. They they want you to have a reason to watch. They want you to hate them. They want you to love them. They want you to you know root for their failure or something like that. And uh, Conor McGregor, for some reason, with Dustin Poirier, is like super nice. You know, super nice in the in the press conference. He was saying that, oh yeah, I, you know, Conor gave to my charity, and I really appreciate that. It's going to help a lot of people. And you know, oh yeah, I've got a lot of respect for you, Dustin. You know, so it was like a back and forth mutual respect. Is this the way to market, or do you think it's just like a, a ploy to be like interesting? Maybe he's changed. Maybe he's soft now, or something. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. I think, in my opinion, you've got to go in there, even in your mind, hating the other guy. You yeah. know what I mean? you got to go to the press conference and be like, you know what? I can't stand this guy. I mean, sure, you don't have to talk about their mother. You don't have to talk about their family. You don't have to talk about their spouse. None of that stuff. But you sure. do have to act like you just want to rip that guy apart. Because I right. feel like when you're like buddies, I feel like, okay, they're going to have a good fight. But it's like, are they really going to give a hundred percent because it's like, uh, eh, we're going to make some money and we're going to fight. And then, you know what, at the press conference, we're going to hug. I mean, that makes yeah. no sense. I say, you know what, let's go in there and let's just mix it up and make these guys think, you know what, these guys just want to tear each other's throats out. 
Yeah, and I totally see where you're coming from. From my perspective, like I said before, marketing is key when it comes to UFC because if you see two people and there's no reason you really want to watch, you don't care who fights who. You don't care if this guy takes a uh, a punch to the jaw and knocks out. You don't, you don't care. You might want to see the highlight later, but you don't want to buy it. You want people to be so excited to buy the fight that they're going to do so. They're going to tell somebody else, hey, let's split the fight or something like that. And in this case, I think that's kind of what's going on here. Oh, yeah, you know, you've got a hot sauce. I, I want to try your hot sauce. I'll give you a, uh, you know, a bottle of my whiskey, which is kind of what happened in the press conference. And so people are like, okay, well, this is weird. Like, what is his, you know, what is his ploy? Because he always has one. And so I think that in this case, it's almost like, we're not going to have a ploy, so you think we have a ploy, and you're going to want to watch the fight because you're trying to figure out what's going on, right? And I think this plays into The weekend, and I know this is weird, but The weekend when he changed up his face for a music video and everybody's like, oh, did he actually change his face? Because he was going on live shows and stuff like that, and he had bandages all over his face like he had plastic surgery, and then it's like, what's going to happen? Find out at the Super Bowl, right? So that's kind of what I see here with Conor McGregor. Dustin Poirier, check out the fight. It's going to be exciting. So we were talking about exciting in, in the topic of the weekend, it seems, but Steph Curry might be the topic of the year. Steph Curry, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, you're listening to All Sports Best. Thank you for checking out the show. We're sponsored by Constructors, Inc., Albertsons Market, Fashion Iwerks, Kaleidoscoops, Ice Cream, and more. We want to say a big thanks to our sponsors for sponsoring the show and the podcast. Steph Curry really is that dude, I've come to find out, he came and he conquered against the Spurs earlier this week. Uh, he has done some things that you go and watch. He played the Lakers, beat the Lakers. I mean, I'm not saying that they're real contenders. I don't know that that's the case. I think James Wiseman has a long way to go. Draymond Green is still Draymond, so he's still good. And Steph is playing out of his mind. But do you think that Steph is, is with a year like this, it helps Steph's legacy because you go and see this dude really does shine bright like a star. Oh yeah, no, I mean you got to think. If I'm playing against the uh, Warriors, who am I guarding? I'm guarding Steph Curry. Who am I Rough. making sure I'm double teaming? Steph Curry. Right. And then he still gets off. He still gets his points. He still gets his assists. He still wins games. So you just got to see what kind of level this guy's at. I mean, six three. I don't know what one ninety maybe. I don't know. Maybe. He's, he's not a big guy, but he just knows how to get around the court, get in his spots. And the bad thing about him is you can't guard him just at the three-point line and and closer, he can pull up from wherever. You know what I mean? He can, so, yeah. So he's that's, made that that's famous. the crazy thing about him. And, yeah, he's just so – it's like he's got the mentality like, you know what? Yeah, we don't have Clay Thompson this year, but I'm going to make all these other guys better. Mm-hmm. And then when Clay Thompson comes back next year, we're going to win championships again. Yeah. So Yeah, and I see Clay Thompson as is not necessarily an equal to Steph, but the closest thing to it. He's not Steph Curry. You couldn't put him – I mean, you could put him on another team. He's going to be their superstar unless he's on a team that is like with Steph Curry. He's still the second-hand man. Um, he would be the second-hand man behind KD. He'd be the second-hand he's man Scottie behind – He's Scotty Pippen to Michael Jordan. He's exactly that. Yeah. And you love to see it, and when he comes back, the team is definitely going to be better. And I hear all the things like, he's not going to be the same player. He's not gonna, I'm sorry, but if he's Derrick Rose, you could say that. He's explosive. He runs to the – you know, to the basket, he dunks like crazy. He's super fast. He's super quick. But Clay Thompson is a guy who's going to sit out and he's going to make some shots. He's not going to, 
razzle dazzle you. He's not going to go and dunk all over you and things like that. So an injury to the knee, it really sucks. But when he comes back from it, I don't see him being a guy that's that's going to be. Oh my gosh, he's not. He's not the he's same not the player. Same guy. Yeah. yeah, I think the only way he's going to be a little bit different is on his defense because yeah, he has maybe. lockdown defense. Yeah. That's the difference between him and Steph is he plays defense 100% better than Steph. Sure. So maybe his defense will suffer a little bit because he won't be able to do everything he can do defensively as he did in the past. So I think that's the only way he'll lack a little bit in his game. Okay, yeah. And, I mean, I think that as far as what he brings to the table – uh, and, and having to move around. I mean, there was one time, I don't know if you remember this, that he dribbled like 13. They, they counted. He had more three-pointers made than dribbles in the game, and it was insane. So he can do it without even having the ball for more than like two seconds. Yeah. He's he, insane. He just has to be ready when the ball gets to him. He's legit. That's... He's legit. All right, so speaking of legit, we always want to see the next guy up, and – uh I feel like we look at that for rookies, right? We, is LaMelo Ball going to be the next guy? You know, who is it going to be? And and that's who a lot of people are looking for. Luka Doncic, is he the next LeBron? But he's from Europe, and and maybe he's not going to be so good. Wow, he is good. You know, you always want to be surprised in a good way because you want more superstars in the league. The more superstars, the more exciting, the more teams that can compete, right? And uh, we found a guy, I think, earlier this week. His name's Colin Sexton. Uh, this is his second year in the league, I believe, possibly second his third. third. I think it's his third. And he plays for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And uh, notoriously, they were part, uh, or there was been like a bunch of different moving pieces from the Brooklyn Nets. And one of those moving pieces in blockbuster trades was James Harden. So now they have James Harden. Kyrie Irving was found, I guess. they He came back to the team. And uh, KD's never left. He's been there the whole year. So we were wondering... Is this going to be an incredible trio? And then Colin Sexton, um, in in Kyrie's return to Cleveland, they finally gave him a tribute and stuff like that. He took him down in double overtime, 42 points he drops on the Nets with a team that nobody's looking at the Cavs right now. Nobody's watching for the Cavs. They've done pretty good this year, I'll be honest with you. JaVale McGee's there, and it's like, oh, where's he at? That's a fun fact for you, but that's it. Yeah, and Colin, Colin Sexton, half the people that are listening maybe don't even know who he is unless right. they're really big-time NBA people, and he's their best player. And mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, he's carrying the team, and he's beating the big three that's like that. That's that's impressive for sure. It is impressive, and I want to see more, more from him like this because I feel like you can have flashes and stuff like that. We've seen it happen time and time again. Who is the most notorious for the flash of brilliance? Uh, and it was over the course of like a month, but Jeremy Lin, right? Is, wouldn't you say Jeremy Lin is kind of like, okay, this dude is the next superstar. He might be as good as Kobe when he was there in the Knicks, and then you're like, wait a minute, he's not even that good. Yeah, he got the coolest nickname, Linsanity, yeah. over like just a short period of time, and it's like it'll live with him forever and ever, and he just like fell off the face of the earth after, what, about a month maybe? Yeah, I mean, no, it was a real short time. It was really sad to see that too because you wanted to watch somebody do well. So I don't know, but well, I have to know. What do you guys think about Colin Sexton? Is he really legit and for real? Because he could take down the Brooklyn Nets with the three dudes on their team there. Not nobody's missing. Or do you think it's just like a, a nice flash of legit and and it's going to go away? And speaking of legit. 
Whether it was a flash or not, I don't think it was a flash because, as a matter of fact, it definitely wasn't a flash. The Los Angeles Dodgers winning the World Series this year was not just a flash of of legit. Legit means they went to the World Series, what, four out of the last five years? Yes. Or three out of the last four years? One of those two, <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, quite, they've quite been Quite a few it. times, yes. Yeah, they've, they've, they've proven themselves. And I know there's a lot of Dodgers fans kind of from where we are and not a lot of Blue Jays fans. I don't know that I've ever really met a Blue Jays fan. But the Blue Jays are gearing up. Uh, they got George Springer, which is insane. Um, because the Astros, they almost look like they're kind of... They've got their guys, but they kind of don't. George Springer is probably their most clutch postseason player. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he has so many home and runs And I was in the just thinking about that. When I saw that he got traded, I started thinking about who's next to go. Yeah. You got young guys that are all about the same age. Altuve, Correa... And Bregman, and you think Bregman okay. signed recent, like a five-year deal, like last year. And I so think he's Altuve did too, not yeah. that long ago. So maybe Correa would be the next one that, if somebody else, you know, grooms him to, or I don't know what they do when they wine and dine him. Yeah, and you know, I mean, when you're offered 150 million, you're going. You know what? That's not I a love bad deal. the Astros, but uh, money is sure a nice thing too. Oh yeah, it definitely is for sure. So we'll see what happens with the Blue Jays. Um, Because they're doing more than just that. The Padres, we've seen so much for the Padres. I think their, you know, their their rotation is like the best in the league already, just on paper. Of course, we don't know what's going to happen. I've heard people go, oh, yeah, on paper they're the greatest. But then you look at their, like, the uh, probability of them injured and, and how long they've been out and things like that here and there, spotty. And... You think, okay, maybe not, but still, when you see names like that, they're going to find a way to be really good. See, and so I, think, I don't know. I think what makes them better than that even is that their their infield is insane. It is. And then you've got a, a solid nine as far as their order goes. So, I mean, even if the pitching is mediocre to a little bit better than mediocre, then it's going to be have that much better chance of winning with that kind of a team that's going to hit the ball and play good yeah. defense and stuff Which like that. Which is funny because it's not going to be mediocre. It's going to be good or great or, or fantastic. really, really great. Yeah. It's never going to be anything less, but – yeah, even their bullpen is insane. So, did you see where Francisco Lindor went to the Mets? The yeah, so the Mets are doing something. I don't think they're doing any enough to make it like relevant in in a way to go. Oh wow, they're really good. But they've got Francisco Lindor. They have um, uh, Marcus Stroman that pitches for him now. So I mean, they do have some pieces. And what what really gets me is that how did Cleveland not try harder to keep Lindor? Yeah, he must have gotten an insane contract or something because you would think he would be a career guy. Well, they wanted him, like, they wanted to find a way to move him, which is crazy. Um, and yeah, of course, he, he got the deal he wanted and stuff. But I mean, this guy always is smiling, always seems to be happy. So you think, all right, you had to do something real wrong. Uh, to lose a guy like this because he, he wants to be loyal. I, I feel like that's the case. And he doesn't seem like the type of guy that's going to go and tell the media, oh, yeah, you know what? I went over here because not so much because of the money, but things just weren't going yeah. good. You know what I mean? Just He's just going to smile like, yeah, you know I'm what? excited. I'm just out here to play ball, and I'll make $30 million a year. That's cool, exactly. too. Exactly. So my question about the Dodgers is, are they doing enough, which is nothing, uh, to stay as a serious contender in the World Series because they're just that good of a team? Or do you think that these other teams that are putting together all-star squads are going to, you know, pass them? I kind of feel like they've already got an all-star squad. I mean, at every position, they're solid. I think as long as they lock down people like Justin Turner, uh, Chris Taylor, 
Kike Hernandez, guys like that that are kind of on the fence about going somewhere else, doing something different, you know, whatever. Because look at guys yeah. like Grandall. Remember when Grandall was there? I mean, mm-hmm. he was good, but he wasn't like fantastic. He went to the White Sox and he's making like a hundred million oh, a yeah, year. You know, pay. you're going, oh my gosh, how is this guy getting so much money? And it's I mean, because he, he wore a Dodger uniform. Yeah, he blossomed and and he's done better away from the Dodger uniform. But I think they've got so many superstars that it's hard to to stand out a lot. That's a good so point. I think as long as they stay relevant and they don't lose pieces. And they make Walker Bueller happy. Yeah, make Walker <laughs> Bueller happy and let Kershaw have another pretty darn good year. And, then and I think they'll, dump they'll be okay. Just kidding. Don't dump Kershaw. Come on, guys. Don't do that. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate it, as always, right here on All Sports Best, the podcast. Thanks for listening to the All Sports Best podcast. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and join the conversation. Till next time, this is the All Sports Best Podcast.